Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Ecclesiastes is the strangest book in the Bible. It's almost like it doesn't really belong there, because all the other books of the Bible are written by people of faith who totally believed in the promises of the Lord. But clearly, the person who wrote Ecclesiastes believes in almost nothing. King Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes near the end of his life, and he is the same king who, when he was young, was the wisest person on earth. And he really loved the Lord because his father, David, taught him well. David instructed him in the laws of the Lord and raised Solomon to be a very faithful believer. Solomon was also humble when he was young. But he committed one of the sins that God repeatedly told the Israelites not to do, and that is to marry foreigners. He married hundreds of foreign wives, and he had hundreds of concubines. The reason kings marry foreign wives is to amass power. Each marriage represents a territory or kingdom that is submissive to them. So by marrying all those wives, it was the equivalent of getting richer and richer, because he was making alliances with other kingdoms. But from time immemorial, the Lord had always told the Israelites to only marry Israelites, because all of the foreigners practiced paganism. Solomon didn't listen to this instruction. His first wife was a foreigner. She was from Egypt, and his last wife, or concubine, was a foreigner. All of them were foreigners. All of his wives led him into paganism and idolatry, which means some of his children would have been sacrificed to demons, because the wives would have wanted that to happen. There would have been very hideous things happening in his family because of all of his wives teaching his children paganism. As Solomon got older, the more wives he got, the further from the Lord he got. He started out being full of wisdom, but he lost his wisdom because wisdom means you're obeying the Lord. He turned into a fully pagan king of Israel by the time he died. When we read the Proverbs, that was written during his years of wisdom his younger years, and now we're reading a book that was written when he was older and he had lost all of his faith and most of his wisdom. The only thing that we really learn from reading Ecclesiastes is that when you don't have faith, you don't have a future. When Solomon got old, he no longer had a future because he wasn't saved anymore. He was estranged from the Lord. But when you walk with Jesus, you will have a future. You're looking forward to eternity in heaven. But at the end of Solomon's life, he wasn't looking forward to anything. For all his riches and all his fame and glory and power, he had nothing to look forward to. So when we're reading this, we'll learn how it feels to be somebody without faith. And maybe you've been like that before in your past, but I hope you aren't anymore. I hope that you walk with Jesus and you don't have to suffer the way Solomon did when he was old. So this book is full of despair and hopelessness. 1. Words of a Preacher, Son of David, King in Jerusalem Many of the patriarchs were preachers, and King Solomon was definitely a preacher when he was young. But when he was old, all he could preach about was despair. 2. Vanity of vanities, said the preacher. Vanity of vanities, the whole is vanity. 
Solomon says everything about life is vanity, which means that we think we're gaining and we're actually losing. We look in the mirror and we say, wow, you're an awesome person. But then we go outside and fall flat on our face. That's vanity. Three, what advantage is to man by all his labor that he laboreth at under the sun? You know, there's a lot of people today who chase after wealth, just like King Solomon did. And there's even Christians today who follow wealth. But in the end, they won't take it with them after they die. For a generation is going and a generation is coming, and the earth to the age is standing. Generation after generation, nothing really changes, except that the world seems to be getting eviler. 5. Also the sun hath risen, and the sun hath gone in, and unto its place panting it is rising there. This talks about the sun going up in the day and going down in the evening. It's saying that even when we pursue wealth, we don't change the world. We don't change our surroundings. We don't really make a big effect in anything. Remember, Solomon was the richest man who ever lived. He was more rich than the Rothschilds today. So he knew what he was talking about, that wealth doesn't make an impact. 6. Going unto the south and turning round unto the north. Turning round, turning round. The wind is going, and by its circuits the wind hath returned. He says the wind goes to one end of the earth, and then it goes back to the other. The sun comes up, and then the sun goes down. Nothing really changes. He must have thought that by being king, he would make a difference. But because he only pursued wealth, he didn't make any difference in the end. 7. All the streams are going unto the sea, and the sea is not full. Unto a place whither the streams are going, thither they are turning back to go. He says the water moves around the earth. It goes downstream into the ocean, and then it ends up back upstream again, and that's because of clouds and condensation and rain. The same water that was once in the ocean ends up on the mountaintop again. 8. All these things are wearying. A man is not able to speak. The eye is not satisfied by seeing, nor filled is the ear from hearing. Nothing satisfied Solomon. He had it all, and he was not satisfied. We can only be satisfied in Jesus Christ. There is a lot of poor people around the world today who are completely satisfied. Those poor people who are satisfied live with Christ, and they don't need anything else. 9. What is that which hath been? It is that which is, and what is that which hath been done? It is that which is done, and there is not an entirely new thing under the sun. Solomon said the truth when he said that there's nothing new under the sun. They had buildings and roads, cities, farms, and industry, and products, and markets, and everything that there is now. People want to think today that we're evolving, but we're not evolving. The Egyptians were a lot more sophisticated than we were, and so were the ancient Israelites. 10. There is a thing which one saith, See this, it is new. Already it hath been in the ages that were before us. Whatever they had did for them what our iPhone does for us. There isn't anything new. They have found ancient computers unearthed. And you know, if the world lives another 2,000 years, someday they'll find a little fragment of a computer that we had today, and they'll say, oh, I didn't know those people had computers. We think we're discovering, but we're not discovering. 
except something that somebody else already discovered. 11. There is not a remembrance of former generations, and also of the latter that are, there is no remembrance of them with those that are at the last. Isn't that true? That's why today so many people think that new inventions are new when they're actually not. 12. I, a preacher, have been king over Israel in Jerusalem, and that is Solomon. He was king. 13. And I have given my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all that hath been done under the heavens. It is a sad travail God hath given to the sons of man to be humbled by it. Remember when the Queen of Sheba came to him, he told her all about nature and science. He knew everything about geology and all kinds of stuff. He answered all kinds of questions to the kings who lived around him. So he was kind of a scientist in a way. And he says here that he used his scientific and mathematical and logical skills to try to find something new and discover something new, and he couldn't find it. He was the richest man on the planet and the wisest man on the planet, and he found nothing new. Now, if he found nothing new, you and I won't either. And he says it's humbling to man that man can never discover anything new. Our knowledge is very limited. 14. I have seen all the works that have been done under the sun, and lo, the whole is vanity and vexation of spirit. Solomon saw it all. You and I may think we've seen it all, but he really saw it all. Today, Darwinism teaches that humans are evolving, and nothing could be further from the truth. Humans are getting stupider and stupider with each generation. We are not evolving. 200 years ago, a fourth grade education was all you needed to raise a family, run a farm, be active in government, and you could manage all your private business and run a business with a fourth grade education. But today there are people with PhDs who can barely tie their own shoes, who have meltdowns if the littlest thing goes wrong in their lives, who don't know anything about raising children who could never manage a business, who don't have the self-control or the critical thinking skills to handle life's most basic problems. So we certainly are not getting smarter. 15. A crooked thing one is not able to make straight, and a lacking thing is not able to be numbered. No matter how hard he thinks, he can't order the world or life into any neat little system in his mind because there are too many anomalies that destroy his theorems. 16. I, I spake with my heart, saying, I, lo, I have magnified and added wisdom above everyone who hath been before me at Jerusalem, and my heart hath seen abundantly wisdom and knowledge. 17. And I give my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I have known that even this is vexation of spirit. 18. For in abundance of wisdom is abundance of sadness, and he who addeth knowledge addeth pain. Here Solomon is saying, the more you know, the more sad you become, because we learn a lot of really evil stuff that's very disturbing. We learn about sin and disease and the sorrows that people experience. When he was young, he pursued wisdom. But I think he forgot what it was because wisdom is always action. It isn't just knowledge, it's action. 
even if you can recite all of the commandments by memory, if you don't actually do them, you have no wisdom. And I think that's what Solomon forgot. And that concludes Ecclesiastes chapter 1. In the next chapter, we'll read more about the sorrows and despairs of Solomon in his old age.